This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Why does Comcast Business power more businesses than any other provider? It has technology solutions that put you ahead, like the fastest reliable network and serious savings. Whether your small business is starting or growing, you need Comcast Business. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Ask about Comcast Business Internet and Security Edge, or find out how to get a $500 prepaid card with a qualifying gig bundle. Call or go online today to learn more. Offer ends 10 22 Restriction supply. Call for details. BBC Radio Field. Here's Odijay trying to get the better of Risa. Using good body strength in towards Howard. Down he goes and Barnsley claiming a penalty there and Martin Atkinson not giving it. Big, big decision right at the end of the game in added time. Odijay goes up for it. Away by Carragher. Howard's there once more. Still it's Howard. Still going. Oh, yes! He's won it! I wouldn't find a diagonal cross here. But... uh... And Hummage has come up as well. That is a diagonal cross. It is on a chain. It's a goal for Barnsley. And it's Chayode on a chain. In the 66th minute. And Oakwell has gone wild. Really, he can't keep straight with Ashley Ward. His movement's too good. Double. 
that header. He's still in here, Dyer, and he's finished the job. And that is awful defending from Birmingham. Barnsley do not care. The fans behind the goal ecstatic. And Bruce Dyer sent on as a first-half substitute has guaranteed a second goal for Burnsley. What a gamble to play on. Now he's got no support. They'll have to turn and feed it to Marcel. Your Wednesday afternoon Reds report Chris Mason Carlo van der Watering a win on Saturday against Wickham Wanderers followed up by a draw against Burton Albion the unbeaten run continues still unbeaten at home as well it's nearly a full calendar year coming up for Barnsley we've got Wickham, Wickham review uh, Burton review some preview for the weekend as well all this and more on the Reds report on the Vibe fans the vibe five o'clock on wednesday afternoon the red report with chris mason carlo van der watering and last night a draw but we're going to get stuck straight into uh obviously to saturday because we're a one week show um one show a week and obviously with saturday's been and gone and another win at home for barnsley made it was that was six wins in a row at home for the reds wasn't it after beating wickham at the weekend yeah i think it was yeah. a, a very good run the win column continued to go up we spoke last week about how we thought the team was going to go we got it spot on can't win the lottery but we we got that spot on and we 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 spoke at length a long time ago about there being no plan b and we noticed against rochdale there was a plan b and he went with that plan b didn't he against wickham which was very ideal did, did that help with the quick start for barza carlo because obviously the players were in the positions that they used to play in all they did were revert one striker back into the into the number 10 role and put mike bear in there so everybody knew their roles the only person who hadn't played the, the previous week it was Mike Bearer he came in for Kiefer Moore so it's more or less the same as against Gillingham Barnsley out of the traps quick penalty and look and Bearer was the, the man causing trouble in the box to get fouled yeah I think it was the lineup as he chose it was just minimum disruption like you yes. said you know midfield defence because they've been solid throughout the season haven't they mm. so if you're going to miss a striker like you say he played Bearer sort of just behind Coley Woodrow and um, I think whenever you play Coley Woodrow you've got a chance even in matches where we're not at his best you know, there's normally one or two decent chances for him. And I think the only, not negative, the thing with Bear, I think, is that he's he's not yet, you know. Would I you say he's either brilliant or he's yeah, not? Yeah, I, I, it, 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 
he's probably playing um, when he plays at his best he's at uh, 85% if you know what I mean so I think he needs to when I say grow up I think he just needs to get more used he's, he's, he's not consistent enough as yet um, if you look at last, if you look at Saturday and then yesterday, which we're going to talk about, you know, there's, there's times that he, it feels like he goes missing. There's times yeah. he gets the ball, and um, it was same on, on Saturday. He gets the ball, and he goes past two players, and you think it's, he's, he's the German Messi. And then other times he gets the ball and he passes it, and there's nobody around, and you think, you know, what, what are you doing? So I, I don't think he's as consistent as we liked. However, I think for the, the, the problem we had with, with Moore being out, it was the best solution possible. Certainly was. Bowser came flying out of the traps, like we say, they get a penalty, take the lead. That sort of... We, we worried what Wickham were going to do in terms of how they were going to line up and, and how they were going to try and disrupt play. When you score as early as Barnsley did, it completely throws Gareth Ainsworth's plans straight out of the window, doesn't it? Because they've got to come out then and, and have a go at Barnsley. Yeah, I think anybody that comes will know what our form at home is. And like you say, it goes back to, what is it, 18th of March or whatever, 2018. So then you go behind in, was it 12, 13 minutes uh, to a penalty? And then suddenly you feel like a mountain to climb. Whereas Barnsley of late, I, I find that the first 10 minutes, are, it's a bit like a steam locomotive. We're really slow to get going. Same again yesterday, same um, on, uh, on, on on Saturday. And it, it's like first five, six minutes. It, it's the opposing team that seems to get the chances yeah. that are quicker in their stride than, than, than we are. But once we're in that stride, nobody gets near us. And then you look at, obviously, he's... he's, he's his Pinny loss has come back into the side, and I thought he's had one of his better games, didn't he, against Wickham, up and down that left-hand side. More of a winger now than a full-back for Barnsley, in the terms of, with the attacking football that we're playing, we're seeing more attackingness from the full-backs, more so than defensive side of things, and that's working well for a Pinny loss, because I think defensively, he's not up to that level as he is going forward, but we're getting the best out of him right now. I think so. I think our best form of defence is attack, isn't it? You yes, know what I mean? Yeah, it is, and, yeah. and, and I think Pinelos is probably very underrated, even in, in like the man of did the Did he matches. come in in a bad time last season, didn't he? I, th- I think he did. And he and got misrepresented by a lot of the supporters as well, didn't he? Yeah, and uh, you know what? This season, I think whenever he's played, you can never point at something that he's done wrong. Um, and I know sometimes, you know, the pass might be too long or he doesn't get to it or whatever. But I tell you what, he's a tenacious little... that he Even is, if yeah. he loses the ball, he's, he's straight around him. He tries and gets it back. And um, both... Well, if we're talking about Saturday... On Saturday, there was a lot of shouting at other players by Daniel Standall. But not so much at Pinilos. It was more applauding and go on, go on. And I think... Um, we often talk about uh, a Pinnock, a Woodrow, a Moore, a Mowat, you know, a McGeehan. But I, actually, Denny Pinellos, I think, has been consistently really, really good for us this season. Yeah, he certainly has. And then you look at Alex Mowat again. I think he, he kept the midfield ticking over against Wickham very well. And Cameron McGeehan gets better game on game. Alex Mowat, four player of the month for Barnsley, isn't it now? Yeah. For Alex. He's going to win that uh, country, isn't he, the player of the season? Yeah, I know people say, you know, might as well do it now. Um, I, I just, I don't know um, who could possibly challenge him, you know. Um, Given the year he had at Oxford as well, where he, he, he couldn't get in their side. He had a punch up when he missed a penalty at Oxford as well, didn't he, away at Portsmouth. And he's come back completely refreshed, a new deal. You've got to point a lot of that at the new regime, haven't you? I, I was just going to say, is it that he grew up a bit while he was at Oxford? And did learn anything from that? Is it actually these three German musketeers that came in back in June or July last year have started every every you know every player with Black a clean sheet slate? Of paper, yeah, yeah, yeah a clean slate, 
And Alex Morwood has stepped up to that. We knew from the moment on that Thursday when we did the show at Oakwell and he was sat there and we mm-hmm. were told not to sit. He was sat there and you thought, wow. We, how can we sign him? Because he, he, you know, he had a lot, a lot of pedigree. He came from, with he did, quite yeah, a bit of height, didn't he? Did, yeah. um, and I think that's what we're seeing now. And and there'll be a, a lot, a lot of eyes on uh, Mowat even during the summer. And I know we signed an extension, everything else, but you know that doesn't stop. But it only gives you one. The problem you've got then is there's a year to. Is he going to sign a new deal, or are we going to have to cash in? And that's obviously that's rumour innuendo for another time, and we'll get that in oh, pre-season, yeah. no doubt, because people will be. The good thing about when you get promoted is. People are going to stay. Peop- well. Yes, they want to stay, and people are going to be interested. But now, we've got the financial clout and the opportunity to offer players extensions and more money. I know a lot of the fans like like to think that we're not going to throw money at players, but a Woodrow and more. You've got to keep these players at McGee, and if he's going to make the step up, you've got to offer them that bit more, Carl, haven't you? The way structure's got to change a little bit, hasn't it? And I think it will. We'll, we'll move, and we'll you know, and like you said, if if, if we go. Um, Paul Conway said a couple of weeks ago, if, if, if Barnsley go up, no, not. When Barnsley go up to the Championship, and I'll presume that's under April, beginning of May this year, um, is it seven million or whatever television money that we yeah, receive? Yeah. He said that's going back into the squad. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to buy a player that's worth seven million pounds. No, but you can, but you it's can part reward of the, the players, bill, bonuses, all that sort of stuff. You can make it attractive for players to stay. Yeah. One of the things you mentioned as well is because um, a lot of us around the table that were saying that. It's really good being a Barnsley fan because they're all our players. Except for Mike Bearer, who's on a, a season-long loan, they're all our players. We yeah. haven't got anybody like not our player on loan. And he said what they might look at if, when we go up to the Championship, it, there are fringe players at Nice that are very capable in the Championship that we could do with... On loan. Just to, yeah, just to bolster... You've got to, yeah, you've got to do that, haven't you? Of course you have. It'd be silly not to, wouldn't it? It you would know be, I mean? yeah. And, you, you know, these players, like like a, a Kiefer Moore, was it a three-and-a-half deal he signed last January, so he's on he's on a year and a half when it gets to the summer, sorry, two years when it gets to the summer this time round. Yeah. The incentive there for the club is you offer those players an extra year or two, then there's resale value as well, isn't there? Because no matter what, this, there's still the resale on players, we understand that. But if you can offer players more money to stay, there's more chance of them getting a bigger resale value because you don't want to get to January next year again and be in that same situation. So I think the club are definitely in a win-win situation financially because we can offer the players what they what they really what the players feel they deserve and what the club are willing to pay. Oh, absolutely, and and I'm a firm believer that let's go back to 2017 when we lost all the players. Yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. January. Yeah, we had players there that were absolutely. Fantastic for us. I know they like don't, people don't like mentioning certain players, but if you look at the Sam Winall, he, he, you know he was he was good, wasn't he? Well, a dozen goals good. before Christmas, wasn't he? So exactly. Yeah. I think one of the reasons he was so good because the assists he got from people like Conor Horahan and other players that we've had. These players have all moved on, and yes, they're all playing in the Championship. They're all no more regular starters, and I'm a firm believer for this team going up to the Championship, they'll enjoy playing because. The whole squad is ours. We're not losing any major players no. because of loan deals or whatever. And, you know, if you keep the same manager, you keep almost the same squad, he'll know what's needed. And I'm not saying this squad will manage in the Championship. We will need reinforcements. But I don't think a Mowat, a Pinnock, a Lindsay, a Moore, a Woodrow would have any issues. No, they don't look out of place, are they? If, if we want to be a sort of mid-table Championship team, which is where the club said they, mm-hmm. they see us, that's what we should be, then... If we can keep this squad together, because some of them play better because they're playing around. Cameron McGeehan, you know, you know my thoughts on Cameron McGeehan, and I've, I apologise publicly on air because I think he's absolutely 
fantastic the way he plays. Yesterday we were gutted when he came off, but we'll get to that in a bit. Cameron Beguin, I think, is, is, is playing better because he's got a regular run, and I think he's learning off people like an Alex Mowat next mm-hmm. to him, a Kenny Dougal that you know he's been watching when he was on the bench. So, you know, we're bringing the best out of players. I think the players... Is it because he's fit now as well, though, Carlo? Oh, 100%. The, the, fi- the fitness has got to be something to do with it. Yeah. I mean, me and you saw him run down the pitch 45 minutes that day That's when we were waiting to interview Kenny Dougal against Oxford. 30 degrees, wasn't it, inside Oakwell? At pitch side, it was probably even warmer. And he, and he just continuously ran and ran and ran. But then we still didn't see the best of him while December. So it, it's really... It's that that fitness. It's took the lad. It's took the lad's soul. It's took him eighteen months, hasn't it? In th- in theory, to get up to full fitness. Yeah, because there's, there's there's the time you can train again and play, but that fitness. And I think a lot of his men- mental. It is because well, it was a bad break. It, it was, and now you see him play. He's a joy to watch. He's an absolute joy to watch. His Cameron McGeehan, two-footed as well. That's what I like about him. You notice in, when you're at the games, but then if you watch the highlights back, there's always a McGeehan shot with his left peg. It's always going away from the goalkeeper. It's one of them's going to go in one day. It's going to be a score. And he's, be he's, a not af- he's not afraid. He's not afraid when he gets the ball to try and go past some people and have that shot. That's, and, that's and, what I like. And, you know, for this, when he wants to continue, we can't just rely on Coley Woodrow or, or Key for more. You know, you're looking at your midfield. You're looking at a Brown. You're looking at a. TM. Um, yeah, you're looking yeah. at a TM and definitely uh, a McGee and a Mowat. You certainly are. Goals. And obviously, we talked about scoring goals early, and that's been a, a, a staple of this Barnsley side this season. And we're scoring goals at opportunistic times, second half Saturday, more or less 53rd, 55th minute. Barnsley break down that left hand side, lovely ball in for Brownie. Squared it, Woodrow scores. It was it was about fifty five, wasn't it? Looking back, wasn't too late. Yeah, yeah, I think you, it was. Yeah, yeah, but that that puts the game to bed more or less. Obviously, then there's the injury to the Wickham lad, and it's Barnsley playing while six o'clock at night on a Saturday again, like the week before. But that that the, the killing teams off at good points. To be fair, they? I think the goal was after the injury to the Wickham lad because I remember saying to bloke next to me. Wickham were very much on top of the yeah. start. That injury shook them up a little bit, and and we started. But that's us all over, isn't it? We, we we get down that oh, left hand yeah. side. Brownie again with an assist. Lovely finish from Woodrow. We, we've got this knack of when a game looks as if it may be just that little bit going away from Barnsley, they managed to pull it back and to, to go two 0 up, and then the referee gives them a gift because crack it. I've watched it back because one of the lads at work, he I says, "Here, watch this," and he, he's watching it. I says. And I paused the video, I says, there's contact initially, if there's any. Miles outside the box, gives them a token penalty. It, it, it soured the scoreline, really, because we deserved a clean sheet, didn't it, we? Yeah, it, it, you know, 2-1 can be a lot, can't it? And when you say, if a game finished 1, what do you think? Well, you think it would be tight, you know, maybe a lucky goal to Misrepresented, win Misrepresented, wasn't it, getting it, that I think, penalty? I think it was, you know. And, and I suppose the lesson for, I mean, Stendhal said he wasn't happy about the, the, the penalty, but I think the lesson to learn is that, we, you know, if we take our chances, we could have had 4 or 5. However, on Saturday, 2-1 after 90 minutes... It was another W, wasn't it, as we started looking forward to Burton? It certainly was. And overall, Carlo, how happy were you on, on, with Saturday's result against Wickham? And, and more so the performance. Um, I think performance, I think at times we ground it out and, you know, uh, a solid defence saw any chances that Wickham had, sort of like easily saw them off. Um, and I think while ever we can keep with these back four, um, we're always had a chance to keep the scoreline nil for the opposite team. So no, I was quite happy. It wasn't it wasn't a performance that you, you talk about for for weeks and years to come, but it was another, I suppose, typical Barnsley performance. Might have not been pretty, but definitely worth the three points. A double win the column though, Carlo, eh? Definitely. This is for the fans. The vibe. <laughs> Sitting in 
This is for the fans. The vibe. If all you've got to do today is find peace of mind, come round. You can take a piece of mine. And if all you've got to do.
This is for the fans. The vibe. We're back on the Red Report bit to Catatonia and Feeder on your Wednesday drive home on your Red Report, your Barnsley FC weekly radio show. Carlo, straight into last night then, obviously Burton Albion at home. Um, not the banana skin many were predicting. Pickett's, I'm talking to you. He said 1-0 Burton written all over it and night-night, and so to speak, before the game, a, lot, a long time before the game. But obviously that didn't end up happening. A few changes from the manager. Um, are we trying to convince Ryan Edges to sign a new contract? Was is that is that the case in that respect, or because obviously he's out of contract in the summer, he came in last night. He's not featured very much no. this season, even when he's been fit. So, what was the thought behind that last night, in, in your opinion, Carlo? I don't know. I don't know if it was element of surprise. I know uh, Tungi said in the press conference that he'd been knocking on the door, training well, and I suppose, you know, and and I know they said before, if a player doesn't want to sign a new deal then they look to offload if there's any interest. So I wonder if maybe there hasn't been any interest. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because I, I don't mind Ryan Hedges. Um, no, no. When, it, when he's on form and he's got that pace, down the wing, putting balls in, and especially I think when Kiefer Moore is playing, that's it's a lethal combination. Yesterday, it's once his worst performance, you know, by far it wasn't. He, he was involved a lot, wasn't he? I think a lot of the ball tried to tried to go through bounds as number seven, a lot yeah. of the, 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 the forward play. And I think because Burton very much attacked everything down our wings, if Cavari ended up with the ball, he played along the line to let Hedges run onto it. So um, I suppose maybe it was just the pasting, maybe keeping Tiam maybe an eye on Saturday. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. But I, I was a, a bit surprised. Uh, we said before we went on air, you know. Um, Green, Jordan Green, you know, maybe it would have been a perfect opportunity for him. I don't know if he's injured. He maybe is, but he didn't feature at all. He wasn't even, you know, he wasn't even on the bench. Um, so, no, it was an interesting um, It was an interesting one. A typical, I suppose, Nigel Clough. I, I feel a bit sorry for the Burton fans because it's not attractive football, but it worked. And, and yesterday it worked again, you know. They, they, yeah. they, 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 they sit and... When you come and watch Barnsley these days, they play really, really good football. I'm not saying because I'm a fan, just oh, n- no, it's, neutral. It's, it's any, a joy to watch. Play. Yeah, any, any, well, there's a reason why Sky's picked us three times in March, isn't there? Well, yeah, and that is there some internationals on as well, by the way, in March. I'm guessing that's why it's worked out as it has as well. Because obviously they can't put Championship on and, and we've dropped on a Friday night, so it must be in that respect, which is good. Yeah. They obviously know that... I mean, a sky not Nostradamus. I think maybe we're up by them. That third game in March, they might think that we could be up by them. But you know, it's not going to happen in that respect, is it? But Chris Ryder made a good point on Twitter. He'd love to have seen Burton come and have a go, but because they're not going to get in the playoffs. I think we said off air, didn't we? They're not going to get in the playoffs. I can't see it. Um, they obviously wanted a point. They've come to get a point with ten men behind the ball. So they weren't going to come and get a point and draw 3-3, were they? Because Chris said he'd have rather seen them have a go and it'd be three apiece. Whereas if we'd have scored three goals at home and drawn, we'd have been absolutely gutted, wouldn't we? So yeah. you can see both sides of the coin and why why they did what they did. But like you said, not attractive. And in the end, made for a really poor Tuesday evening. Yes, it was. Um, you know, Under the lights, there is a special atmosphere anyway. Press box before and even the Burton journalists that were there were trying to make sense of their formation saying he's not going 4-1, 4-1 because they just, they just didn't know so I think what he's looked at is I think he set up to stop us playing um, did that work? I don't know um, yesterday I think Barnsley so if they're normally at the best and if you look at battery level 
that's how we play and that's how we've played continuously for quite some time now mm-hmm. i just felt yesterday that we were at maybe 80 percent, and that 20 percent made it look like burton almost had a chance um now the saves he had to make um adam davis you know he that he one was just there. before half time is a Rescue Barnsley a point in theory. It, 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 it did, but then their keeper. I mean, I remember Woodrow having. I think it was it was it a volley or whatever in the top corner, first half in front of the punty end, one-handed save, and it was just a worldy, so to speak. So they came to stop us. We weren't at our best. None of our plays, I think, were. You know, we were at our own undoing yesterday. That's not a problem. That's not a problem because as long it's as when you teams don't are out playing you, isn't it? There's, yeah, there's and issue. I think sometimes you know you, you can't go. Besides Arsenal that one season, you can't go undefeated all season. We're on a good run, nil nil. Lessons will have learned from that because I think Standal is very good at looking at times when things are not going well and, and learning lessons from it. And um, and I suppose because of it was a Tuesday night because it was the Steve Croft sort of air ambulance because of that you know the, the, the reasons it was called off in the first place I think walking home I sort of said to my wife and I come in she says how was it I says you know what it, it weren't fantastic because it wasn't but it, it's probably it, it, you know it was it was a fair result and I'm walking home I actually thought you know what as long as we didn't lose, because I think the, the big winner yesterday, hopefully, was the Yorkshire Ambulance and obviously Steve Croft and his family. So, you know, that was a bit of a to, to soften the blow a little bit. I've said the same thing about not losing last night was key, and I think it's the same again Saturday with Portsmouth. Obviously, looking for three points, but I'd take a point all day long again on the road and then get back to winning the home game six in a row before last night. It's a, a fantastic feat for Barnsley because we've seen a lot of dross at home over the years. This, this year, obviously, excluded from that. You can tell that the performance wasn't up to scratch. We we get an animated Daniel Stendhal, but we got an animated, frustrated manager last night on the sidelines, and that's when you can tell that the team are not performing to the levels that he expects and instills into these lads on a daily basis. I don't know who it was on Twitter. It might have been Chris. I don't know who said yesterday. I think yesterday's match was made for Kiefer Moore. I, I, I just, saw that it, tweet. I can't remember who it were. I can't remember who it was. But if it was, I agree with you. Um, Kiefer Moore was at where we were at. He was heading every ball and and trying to you know. Kick everything um, looks a bit of a, a frustrated figure, I suppose, for for not being involved. I just think we've seen this season so often with Kiefer Moore playing that defenses find him very, very hard to cope with, especially when you've got two completely different strikers. Um, and I think that that little bit of you know uniqueness, pedigree, whatever you want to call it, was missing yesterday. It was very much like Woodrunner's own and, and sort of like three behind him. And I think we've seen the best results when Moore and Woodrow start. And obviously we can't play him because of the protocol and everything. And you know what? Health, family first mm-hmm. every time. Um, but I just think it, 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 we, we missed him yesterday. People were worried. People were worried when this injury occurred. Oh, we're going to do Keith Moore. But we've not lost yet. So let's not, well, no, that's let's not overreact. And on Saturday, I think the fact that it's a sellout... I think the fact that we've got a, a, a you know, we're on a, a good run, the fact that they haven't won one in six, seven. in seven, you know, and they've drawn one of them, and sorry, they drew quite a one and, and lost yeah, one, I think. Yeah, the the, the loss was against Luton, yeah, wasn't it? it was, yeah. So, I think, you know, this was an awkward fixture, it's out of the way, at least we've still got to play him away, and I'm sure we'll set it straight over uh, in, in Burton. Um, and I think lessons will have been learned. So if there were anybody from Portsmouth watching to say, how do you stop Barnsley? I think this was a one-off. A one-off. Performance-wise, yeah. Because, yeah, what we, we've said it a few times, haven't we, over the season, that if teams do come and stop us playing, we, we, we do find it difficult. And that was the case last night, I think. And in the end, a point it's a point gained, isn't it? And, non, and not a case of two dropped. 
No, no, no. I think it's 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 point gained. Um, they very much came with the plan. But when I say to stop us playing, I can't really no. It's more to to, to pack the, the, the area. But they wanted the to nullify fo- They wanted to nullify the football side of it, didn't they? Yeah, and and you know, uh, Wickham on Saturday brought Akin Fenwar on, and they brought him on to stop McGeehan playing because everything were going through McGeehan. So when he came on, he sat back a bit, and and he, to be fair, he won every other as soon as he came on. And I think yesterday, Burton, they didn't bring anybody on to stop anybody playing, but I think all over they were just solid, and and you know. A lot of the times, all the men behind the ball, uh, long balls and, and, and chasing. And you know what? It was just one of those evenings. And like we said before, at least we got a point out of it, you know. Kenny Dougal came on towards the end of the game, Carlo. That would have been an opportunity to throw him in, wouldn't it, and give him 90 minutes last night? I think I saw another tweet as well during the game. Somebody said this was a game that, that was missing a Kenny Dougal as well because... He would have possibly bro- broke up a lot of the negativity that that came our way from Burton Albion. As soon as, as soon as Kenny Dougal came on, the clever passing came in. That, yeah, that's what was missing. It, I think it, it's yeah. that first time pass. He gets the ball. He knows. Doesn't people. look, does he? Doesn't no, look. No. no. And I think that took Burton by surprise a little bit. I think by the time he came on, I think there was a, an element of, of tiredness, fatigue, whatever you want to call it, especially after, after you know Saturday and then the Tuesday. But these are professionals, so you know, nobody was sort of blowing or laying down or cramp or anything, but you, you could tell we're just not. Um, when he came on, that was the Kenny Dougal that we all you know love and, and, and enjoy watching. And when he, that's what he did. He gets the ball. It's those first-time touches when Burton haven't got a chance to react or mark the man. And uh, definitely like a Jacob Brown or a team on the wing, um, you know, they, uh, they took advantage of that. Yeah, they certainly did. Burton more happy with the point than Barnsley than overall Carlo as the uh, as the game came to a close yesterday. Yeah, I think it was the th- I think a throw of the dice yesterday for uh, Nigel Clough, and you know what his tactics worked. wasn't pretty to watch, but you know nil nil. I can live with it. This is for the fans. The vibe.
is for the fans. The Vibe. If I 
This is for the fans. The vibe. And you're back on the vibe after Arctic Monkeys. If you were there, beware. Okay, Kyle. Let's talk reaction. Chris has had to uh, had to go, so we've, we've swapped chairs, and I can't look at you because I keep breaking microphones. And um, we asked yesterday on Twitter for a reaction to the um, the nil nil draw um, against Burton, and um, let's have a look some of the reactions we've got. So, just um, first one, uh, Halifax Red squad lacks depth. Do you think that's? No, I don't think that's a fair statement, to be honest. No, I think we were hindered by... Well, not hindered, obviously. I think the, the key for more injury more than anything. Um, and, I mean, he threw everybody on with, like, <laughs> with an offensive mind that he, that he could. But hey, football's, a, you know, a game of opinions. Uh, bored to tears, somebody put. I mean, the football wasn't maybe as flowing as good as we do. Is that down to us or is that... Because Burton executed our plan really well. Yeah, I think Burton did really well. They came to do a job on us, and like I said, they've done it. So they'll be. It'll feel like a win to them. I'm thinking more than us. I think so, definitely. Yeah, uh, Jeff Bailey still going up. Yeah, can't see how well that can we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still going up. I like it. Okay, just do some other ones. So we've got dreadful evenings viewing. Totally agree. Burton defended brilliantly, and somebody put this is the three word review. They set eleven man behind the ball like Wickham did Saturday. We just didn't utilise the nervous of Burton in the opening ten minutes to get a goal. As I feel going one nil would have made a game completely different. Burton turned up for a draw and win if they got lucky. Slightly more than three words. Is there something, because the first, again, 10 minutes or so yesterday, Burton, from the whistle, from kickoff, were at us, weren't they? And I thought this was going to be a game where they kept coming and coming and we could utilise that to, to sort of break, to get them on the break. After that 10 minutes, when we got hold of the match, it, very much sitting back and just hoping for a counter, wasn't it, for them? Yeah, and that's... That's what they. Were, it looked like that. What they came to do, uh, like you said, first ten minutes though, it looked like they had all chances. Then when we finally got a, a grip on game, their defence defended resolutely. I'd say uh, for ninety minutes, and they got the point. And well, I think it was a deserved point for them in the end, and uh, probably a fair result. Definitely. So the last few uh, teams like Burton, thirteen games unbeaten. We need Kiefer. Where's the width gone? Need a plan B. Lack of ideas. Burton's dinosaur tactics. 14 wins up, came for draw, onwards and upwards, stop effing booing, which, you know, Oakwell Tuesday night, because I think the record, I, I, I didn't look and I was going, I think our record on Tuesday night is not that great anyway, is it? So, one of those, Burton's solid shape, and that was uh, Wayne Goodison who did the uh, commentary yesterday and I follow with Matt Bailey, so Burton's solid shape, yeah, um... Tired, patchy performance and must take chances, and I think that's quite a you know that's quite a, an honest reaction, isn't it? So, um, what we'll do because we're, we're slightly disorganised now is um, we're going to have a look at the Portsmouth stats. First, we'll play some music just to sort of get into it, and we'll also let you know the outcome of our poll. So, the the question today was, who do you want to finish the show with? The Kaiser Chiefs, I predict a riot, or Stone Roses, fool's gold. Well, all I can say is, I tell you who didn't win.
This is for the fans. The vibe. By the powers of deduction, you know that was the Kaiser Chiefs. I predict a riot, so you also know which group will um, end our show with today in about oh, six or seven minutes' time. Because there is the small matter of the next away match um, to talk about. I think this is one where everybody's been looking forward to, hasn't it? I think the Accrington one earlier in the season, everybody wants to go because of the ground, the history and everything else. Um, over 2,000 Boundley fans going to Portsmouth. It's a sellout for them as well. Uh, stadium Olds, we just looked, was it 21,000 or something? So, should be a cracking atmosphere. Are we going, uh, Mr. Walker? Yeah, I'll make it trip down. Uh-huh. I'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't often venture out. <laughs> Long trip. I, I am. Yeah, well, I'm lucky because obviously my daughter lives there, so I'll be staying there. I'm trying to find a pub that I can go in after we've won them 3 0 <laughs> in my red shirt, but if not, I'll just put something else on. Um, Portsmouth, it's a funny one, this, isn't it? Because earlier in the season, everybody were. Th- at the beginning of the season, when people were asked, Who's going to be a danger? Everybody said Sunderland, and then it was Sunderland or Portsmouth. Sunderland, Somerset, Barnsley as well. Have Portsmouth peaked too early? Do you think? Yeah, we were always speaking earlier off air. We think they've peaked just slightly early, and uh, they're going through that rough patch. And it's one at worst times to go through that sort of rough patch because they've gone from top at table to fourth in in well in a space of no time. So they've been hit hard by their little little patch because. They've got points to make up now to try and get sneak back into the automatics and with teams above and playing really well, it's going to be hard for them to do that. And it's hard, isn't it? A lot of a lot of football fans and coaches will say that if you like like Barnsley's home record, but if if you keep winning three points, three points, three points on a, on a day when you're maybe not at your best, you can still grind out the result. When you're constantly drawing, it's a fine line, is it? You want to just talk through the last. Um, let, let's look at the last few, last five um, fixtures and their results, just to sort of talk through. Have you got them on there as well? Yeah. So um, the last loss, they, so they've they've drawn four and lost one, haven't they? The loss was against Luton. Luton, right? I mean, and that was Luton away as well. So three two, and in fairness, you say that's a decent result because. Is it only still Barnsley they've took? I mean, Luton obviously doing really well. They've took a point of us, which I think says a lot about us. But Kenilworth Road seems to be a difficult place to get a result for anybody, hasn't it? So, so three two. Um, Who have they drawn against? Um, well, they drew against Portsmouth at home. Uh, Doncaster looked like the better side there as well. Um, they drew against Plymouth away. Again, Plymouth wanting to grind out results near bottom at table. Three 0 up against. South End away, they should probably be picking up all three points there. But South End spirit had come back, and that helped Barnsley on day when we beat Wickham. And then last night, a draw to Bristol Rovers. So at minute, they can't stop drawing. Um, so, well. You, you, we'll just have to see what happens on Saturday. Yeah, so they currently sit in, in fourth on, on 61 points. Um, if you were a Portsmouth, you'd be a bit worried, wouldn't you, about, you know... Because both Sunderland and... I mean, Sunderland had a good win yesterday. Uh, it was a 4-2. Yeah. Um, but before that, they've had a lot of... The home matches that they were um, sort of catching up on because of cup runs and everything else. Um, they are draw specialists. So are now Portsmouth. If you were Kenny Jackett and a, a Barnsley team is coming to um, coming to town that are well informed with, you know, danger coming from all over, excluding, obviously, Kiefer Moore... Um, what type of football do they play? Because what we've seen on the TV, um, it should be a really, really good match, isn't it? Yeah, it should be a good match. Uh, the, in all of these draws and losses they've scored, but also conceded. So you're expecting a result, three apiece, whatever. But football doesn't work like that. And we all know it might be a nil-nil, one-nil. 
It's that sort of game where I feel like we both like cancel each other out. Like we did at Oakwell, we were better side for me when we played them at Oakwell. We definitely, yeah. Yeah, and, and we drew 1 1. So, to like Portsmouth did well to get a result out of that. So, we'll just have to see what, what they can bring to us on Saturday at Fratton Park. I know because I watched some of the uh, the match against Southend and the lads at Low. Seems very much like our uh, Jota Green, like Basie winger, and I know Southend didn't have an answer for him, did they? Um, other danger man that we uh, we ought to look out for anybody that's going to cause um, Lindsay and Pinnock any danger whatsoever on Saturday? Uh, probably Ronan Curtis uh, looks like a another quick forward for for uh, Portsmouth. I think he's into double figure. I think he's got ten goals and nine assists. So that's that looks like a good player if you can get goals and also grab assists. It looks like they work as a team. So he could be one to court's defence a, a few problems as well as Jamal Lowe. and also Omar Bogle who signed on loan from from Cardiff. He looks quick up front. Uh, watched him on telly against Southend, and uh, yeah, I think he was their danger man for that game. And he looked really quick and well, he put ball in back at net, but it were offside. So. <laughs> I have to ask you because we do these things and I know I'm not going to say 5-0 like I said a few weeks ago that still haunts me um, let, let's go a little bit further I want I want to know um, uh, score but I also want you to tell me who the first if there is any Barnsley goals who the first Barnsley scorer will be I think it'll be a close game uh, but I think both teams will score I'm going to go 2-1 Barnsley and I, I think Cameron McGinn will score first <sighs> I'm going to say exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I can. When I say I can see them scoring, I, I wish I had admit our defence has been absolutely solid. And every time I see him, you know, Lindsay is like a no nonsense. Ethan Pinnock, when you look at him, looks more maybe like a, maybe like a basketball player. You know, if you put him and Cavari next to each other, just look at the legs and the difference. But Ethan Pinnock's been absolute rock at the back, and and Lindsay everything in the air. So, I always look at scorers for the other team and think, oh, wow, 11 goals, 10 goals. Oh. But actually, you know what? I'm going to go 3 0 for Barnsley, but I'm still going to go with our man, Camagian, because I think you can just imagine a loose ball at the edge of the area um, and him just lashing it in the top corner. Um, I'll probably see you. Somewhere around Portsmouth, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I've got a. If, you, if you're looking for me, I'll have a red shirt on, so I'm easy. I'm easy to think. <laughs> um, Kyle, thank you very much. Next week um, is the official launch of the Vibe Radio Station, um, Barnsley's only dedicated um, indie station, broadcasting 24/7. Um, one of the things we did today was asking you for what group did you want us to finish the show with. You um, you all voted for Stone Roses and Fool's Gold, and there's a lot more where this came from when we go live officially next week at 3 o'clock, and we'll be the first live show live at 5 next week. Carl Walker, myself, and hopefully Chris Mason as well. Thanks very much, and uh, hopefully see you all at Portsmouth.
year. Play the vibe Barnsley from the heart of South Yorkshire. This is the vibe. Dr. Trudy Fleer here. Let's discuss a very real existential threat to internet speed. T-Mobile Home Internet. It lags. Now, what is lag? Lag is a delay in data being transmitted across the internet. Switch to Xfinity for a strong, reliable connection. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash facts. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.